0: Hi, this is Mike, co-host of Realistic Sustainability, the podcast, which you probably already know. But I'm also the author of A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. That was the book that led to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and, well, even this show. It offers tips on promoting your positive footprint while decreasing your carbon footprint. So, if you want to read what started all of this, get A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. Available on Amazon, eBay, etsy or just visit greeningyourlife.org for more information thank you for joining the sustainable movement and promoting a greener future hi and welcome back to another realistic sustainability educational short so this week i want to clear up a few things because you hear me say terms that i don't always clarify so first things first you always hear me talk about embodied energy and I know I've explained it early in the first season, but every once in a while you got to throw it out there again, that is the collection of energy through all of the processes it takes to get a product. So all the way from deciding you want a product to collecting the resources to turning those resources into pieces of your product, assembling the product, all the transportation, through shipping it from place to place to place to the store that you sell it at, including the gas and emissions from people driving in to pick it up, the maintenance, the if it's like blue jeans, washing them each time, all the way through disposal. That's the easiest way for me to decide what is good and what is bad. Now, that being said, you hear me say that buying used is always the best option. Well, that's what this short's about. What happens when we buy used? Why do we buy used? Well, first of all, the goal is to give product as many lives as possible. So if you got a cotton bag that you used for a year, and then you threw it away, there's no way you got that embodied energy out of it. You have to use cotton bags a long, long time before you get all of it out and make it worth owning it. But let's say you don't want it anymore. Well, you can give it to a friend, and they'll use it. That's extending the life of a product. When you give something to Goodwill, and someone else buys it, you're giving that product a second life which means that you're allowing those resources that made that cotton bag to live a lot longer and giving it to someone or, if you're buying things used, preventing another one from being produced. Because if we use a used one, we have no need to buy a new one. And that's really important. Number two keeps it out of a landfill. Last thing we want is anything going into a landfill that doesn't have to. We really want to make sure that every product is used to a point in which it can no longer be used for its original purpose. And then we look to see, hmm, can we use it for something else? An example is we have people that are on the Starting Sustainability podcast who look for scraps so they can turn them into other usable things, creating items so you don't have to buy a new one. That's pretty cool. So when we do this, we reduce the amount of energy it goes into a product. Again, let's use our plastic shopping bags as an example. If you use it once just to bring your stuff home and then throw it in a landfill, it's certainly not worth it. Most people keep them and either use them for a lunch sack or a trash bag liner. The more uses you can get out of something, the less impact it has on the planet. Because let's say you took that bag as a lunch bag. Well, you didn't have to buy anything to take your lunch with because you put it in that bag. You did it maybe a whole week with the same bag. That's five uses you didn't need something else for. And then as it's starting to wear out, you put it in the bathroom trash can, giving it one more life. It's kind of the goal. How many more ways can we use it? How much pollution can we negate? How much waste can we not create? It's also much cheaper. Anytime you're reusing something, you're not buying something. And yep, My brain immediately goes to production, because when you buy something, it triggers another one to be built. But there's also the fact that you don't have to actually buy anything. You're using those items so that you're not buying more things. You save money. Meanwhile, while you're doing it, if you've got kids or family or friends, they're watching you do it. Which means they're learning. They're learning that they can do it too, which is also very, very important. And when you reuse something, face it, it's older. Chances are it's probably better quality than what you would have bought anyways. So the goal is reuse things. That's why I talk about buying used. It had a life. You're just giving it a second life. And if you're lucky, maybe a third and a fourth. How do you acquire these things? I think we all know. Garage sales, friends or family. I have friends and family that bring me their shopping bags because they don't use the cotton shopping bags. So I have a large amount. And as they wear out, And as they start to go bad, I just grab another one. I don't buy them. I just get them from people who don't use them. I have a podcast. They know I'll use them. If I couldn't get them from other people, Goodwill. Absolutely Goodwill. Secondhand shops, garage sales, these are the places. Those are places that you can get things that don't prompt another one to be made. They're fantastic places. Auctions, estate sales, anything that is considered to be non-new. Because they're not going to buy another one to sell it just because you bought it there. They're just getting rid of stuff. Liquidations, if you will. If you had to buy something brand new, do me a favor. Make it local. Don't have it shipped to your house. Just find a local place in town and pick up one bag. That's the worst case scenario. Anything beyond that, just don't. In a world of sustainability, we have to look for ways to limit trash. We have to look for ways to, to have better actions have more people see what we're doing. And then, hopefully, building their positive footprint, they do the same. There's hidden money in things we throw away every single day. How many times have you thrown something away and then two weeks later go, oh no, I threw that out, I need it. Well, off to the store you go. I'm not saying be a hoarder. My daughter, at times, she's a hoarder. But you do keep the things that still have value, that you know will likely still have value. Because if you throw it out, it no longer has any value. It's going to either be incinerated and put into our atmosphere or buried in the earth to live for a very, very long time. The goals are buy used whenever possible. Get it from a friend used. The goal is to to look at the amount of energy in a product and kind of mentally take the lowest of the options. If we go through and stop that impulse buying and we pay attention to what we already have, use it as often as possible, and use it up until it's gone and it can't be used for anything else anymore, boy, that's a lot less stuff in the trash. Well, I hope this clarifies a little bit of why we preach on a regular basis to buy use, why I try to do so myself, and that it really does help the amount of waste. And in the United States, Boy, we've got waste. We've got lots of waste. Just because we live in the richest country in the world doesn't mean we have to act like it. Waste not, want not. Remember that. Our families did prior. We are just kind of going back to what Grandpa did. I appreciate you listening. If you get an opportunity, share these episodes with friends. Well, at least the ones you think they'll like. Or share them on social media. That's the kind of exposure that really helps out a show. And if you can't do either of those two or just don't want to, leave us a review. Five-star reviews help us tremendously. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.